Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Ethan Cassiotis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, results strategist, business coach, mentor, and consultant. Today, I have an awesome guest. He is a serial entrepreneur, international speaker, a jeweler, and a business coach. He helps people create premium offers and attract the clients and connections they love to work with. Welcome, Scott Anthony, and thank you for being on my show. Thanks for having me, mate. It's uh, it's it's good to be here, and it's uh, I'm looking forward to your probing questions. We haven't had I haven't had any prelude to what you're going to ask. So, what I love about that is we just get to tell the truth. We get to uh, peel back the layers, and uh, I think. When people realize everyone's got a story and it's just about understanding how we all have different avenues and expertise and different mistakes, we can learn from each other. So I'm an open book, fire away, give us your best shot and uh, I'll tell you mostly the truth. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, mate. Um, I love the honesty and you're right. It just, you know, we just go with the flow and um, it's always some amazing gold that comes out of that. So I'm sure we're going to give a lot of value for everyone listening today. Um, so, you know, you're a very successful entrepreneur. So for those people who don't know who you are, please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. <laughs> okay, I'm living proof that anybody can fail miserably at everything and still come out on top in some small area. Um, I'm nothing special, to be honest. I think we all go through that phase where we think that we have to be something that we see other people being. But realistically, we don't. We just need to be hungry. I was a high school dropout at 15, told not to come back because I was an imbecile who would never amount to anything. And I remember saying, thank you, sir. But it stuck like a burning tire around my neck that someone else would decide under their own steam that they had the power to try to put another label on me. And I remember when he said that, he stood me up in front of the whole class and said, you're an imbecile, you'll never amount to anything. And I thought, man, you have that short of vision. That's what I was thinking inside. Like here I am, a scrawny kid at 15 and, and another big grown up, hairy chested, tough adult is telling me all the things I can't do. It's like, really? And I think we all have those people in our lives, family and friends, especially and teachers sometimes, who will tell us what we can't do. And if, if we listen to those negative people, they will be correct. They will be right. And so, I don't know, I like to break the rules. I don't want to fit in a box. I don't want to wear anybody else's label. So I went out and became a carpenter. Um, then that they offered me three apprenticeships and I said, God, no, I've finished school. Well, I had grade 10 anyway. Um, I'm not going back to school. I don't need someone teaching me and telling me what I can do and can't do. So from there, I was carpenter, offered three different apprenticeships, knocked them all back. By accident, I ended up becoming a jeweler. Another long story there. Um, and then after 11 years, I've been seven years, been a head jeweler. I won multiple awards for that company. I went out on my own. Again, everyone said, you can't do it. Who do you think you are? There's enough jewelers. And I'm once again saying, why do all the experts tell me all the things they can't do? So I've got this mantra of screw you, watch what I do. And it's not arrogant. It's just a case of like my wife, I had to propose to my wife four times. And now I've got an amazing wife, four incredible kids, and it's the best decision I ever did. So I'm nothing special. I'm just, I'm just an average person. And I just will try harder and will be prepared to 
blood my knuckles, fall over, get kicked in the teeth, and then get back up when I see everyone else going through the same thing and just being prepared to stay down. If I'm going to do anything, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and I'm going to do it better than anybody else. And if I don't do it better than anybody else, I'm going to find out why. What did I miss? What did I not do? And what can I do better? So it's funny because we all have these labels that other people have given us. And I've got my whole fair share of labels, but I don't decide to wear them every day. Just because other people want to give them to me, it's like a medallion. You win it, you come first, second or third in your race. You hang it on your door handle. You don't go and get it and put it back on. Oh, look, I came first in the hurdles when I was in grade four. Oh, look, I came first in, in triathlete when I was 25. Like at some point we put those down. So I've always been one that said, don't label me, watch me. And if you don't agree with me, that's okay. You don't have to. But don't try to define me because I haven't finished yet. And, and so, yeah, helping other people build businesses. I love it because our business, everyone told me in the industry, our jewelry business, that it would never work. And there's enough jewelers. Who do you think you are? And so we went out on our own, set up our own location away from everyone else where there were no other supermarkets or stores. We were away from everyone. And everyone said, you're crazy. You're crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just different. And so we charge more than everyone else and we do it better than everyone else. And a few years ago, we were voted the best jeweler in Australia and New Zealand. Every jeweler I've trained has won Apprentice of the Year. I've won Master Jewelers of the Year, a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't show those certificates or those trophies anywhere because I don't care. Like I make beautiful diamond rings for people who fall in love or who are celebrating milestones and, and I love it. And I've taken that business and we now have it by appointment only in a private location on the edge of the city where people have to pay to make the appointment to come and see us. And it's not because we're arrogant, but it's like we know what we're doing and we're really good at it. And we love to deal with people who are serious. And I take that same ethos and help other people in their businesses say, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're overweight, underweight, too old, too young, too ugly or too pretty. If you've got an idea and you're passionate about it, let's turn it into a business where we're sharing your knowledge with other people. And so you get paid, so they get wisdom and everyone wins. And to me, everything's possible. I'm lucky. I'm lucky because somewhere, somehow deep down in my DNA, there's one little, little molecule that says you can always do better. And I cling to that and I learn to fall in love with that molecule. And I inspire and challenge and encourage everyone to say, hey, there's nothing special about him. He talks too much. He's not that pretty. And he probably could have done things a whole lot differently. But if he made it, maybe there's a chance I can have a crack too. So that's how I look at it. Give me a challenge and I'll, I'll go at it. So, yeah, I hope that helps. <laughs> I love it, mate. Uh, such an amazing story. So much gold in that. And, you know, I, I resonate a lot with your initial story. Like I, I dropped out of year 12 um, in, in Adelaide and as well. And I, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, my, my teacher told me I wouldn't be successful and, and things like that. And, um, it, you know, it, it's funny, isn't it? It's like we don't fit in the school box. So they just say you're not going to be successful. But I think we're, we're more you know, tailored probably to that entrepreneurial different way of thinking, funnily enough, um, for the people. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, coming up the hill to come home here, I was having a conversation with my 28-year-old daughter, who is a primary school teacher, who has just been awarded a three-year contract as a leadership teacher. And it's interesting, 
the number one thing that she loves to do is to go into the schools and help them understand how to empower the kids rather than to shove them into the same box that the education department tries to brush them all with the same brush. It's like some of these kids are struggling. Some of these kids are, are high academic kids and they all have different strengths. And I remember someone saying to me, oh, it was my wife actually, it was my wife. I came home one day and I, I came in the back door and I put my bag down. Well, I hadn't even put it down. And my wife was watching TV. She turns around and she says, oh, guess what? Guess what? And I'm like, what? What has happened? And she says, I know what's wrong with you. And I'm like, what? Like, can I just put my bag down? And she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the adult version of ADHD. You've got part dyslexia and something else. And I'm like, where did that come from? First of all, I didn't know there was anything wrong with me. Two, I didn't know you noticed. Three, I didn't know you'd been keeping it from me. And four, how did you get me diagnosed? And she says, I've just been watching Dr. Phil. You've got all of these symbols. And I'm like, where did this come from? And then last year, I'm on stage talking to Dr. Phil in front of two and a half thousand other entrepreneurs from around the world. And I'm like, how surreal is this? That 15-year-old wet blanket high school dropout never would have thought he could build the jewelry business, never thought he'd be a business coach, never thought he'd be encouraging other people and kids from underprivileged homes, mentoring them as well. And then been on stage telling Dr. Phil the very story about how I came home and my wife told me all the things that were wrong with me. And it's quite funny because, again, I look at those and I don't look at them as things that are wrong with me as she beautifully said. I look at them as saying, those are key identifiers. Yeah, I, I, do, that. I do have ADHD. I like to jump around and get passionate about things and, and can go off on a tangent. And that to me is a superpower. That to me means I'm, I, I'm not ever going to fit in a box where I become an accountant. God love accountants. But I don't want to sit in a cubicle for 45 years. I, I reckon I'd wake up personally bored. So the more things people can identify about me and say, oh, you do this or you don't do that, it's like, cool, please tell me. I don't get defensive anymore. I, I love people to tell me so I can go, cool. What can I investigate? What can I develop with that? What some people see as a weakness and what I see as, a, as an opportunity. So I forgot what your question was. But. <laughs> <laughs> right, man, we're just letting it flow. I love it, mate. And, and I think the big thing for everyone on that is like awareness, right? And if you, you know, it's a big thing if you can get awareness on yourself. It's a bit of a challenge when you start, but you can get the awareness. But the biggest thing is when you get awareness from others, because other people see things that we don't see, right? And whether they're coaches mm. or mentors, whether they're partners, whether they're other people in general. Um, and like you said, it's it's how you how you frame that and how you take that situation, right? Um, anyone can say whatever it is to you. It's like you can't do this. And it's like, that's fine, but I can do this. Right. Like it's, yeah. you know, however you look at that, I love it. And, um, and, and, and we can really do anything, right. It's like, whether believe, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're, you're, you're correct. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, it, it's that simple. And, um, a lot of people might say, you know, oh, I couldn't speak on a stage in two and a, you know, in front of two and a half thousand people. It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and obviously before you do it the first time and everything like that, you're going to get a little bit of nerves and everything that's standard, but Ooh. at the same time, you just have to put that belief. And I was on the, the same stage as you, I wasn't talking to Dr. Phil, but I was talking to a couple of gold medalists and, and, and Stedman, yeah. um, Opus partner. And, and that was an amazing as well, but it's just about, bringing that confidence to yourself that you can do anything right and i think that's really an important thing um you know in life and 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 how important 
our, you know, in business as well and how important our mindset is, right? Um, it's, it's absolutely everything. I remember one of the jewellery experts had come in to talk to us and he said, I've been in this game 25 years. And he said, do you know how many jewellers are struggling to make over $750,000? Some of them have been trying 10, 20, 30 years. They can't get past that threshold. You've got no foot traffic. You're new to the industry from the public's mind. Why, we don't need any more. Why do you think you're going to be able to do it? And I said, I don't give a stuff what the industry's done. I don't give a stuff what everyone else is confined by. Confined by. Like, why, why do you want to tell me that? Like, are you trying to corral me from the beginning? Anyway, in the first, um, in the first like 12, 14 months, we did one and a half million. So screw you, you were wrong again. Um, and it's interesting because I've watched others come and go. Others try to take our designs, take our styles, take our processes and copy it and undercut us. And it's funny because I'll show you this. This is a $10 note for those in Australia, the tenner, right? And for those that... Obviously in Australia, you know, right? But I always keep a $10 note in my pocket because I've had $10 notes that I've written on and people have traveled around the world with. I've also had $10 notes that when people have come into our, our showroom and said, oh, well, I want this design, I want this ring and this diamond and this color and this clarity. And I've been to four different jewelers. And if, if you want the job, you've done work for friends of ours and you come highly recommended, but hey, we've done our homework. We know all about diamonds, for instance. And if you want our money, you've got to beat these prices. And I'm like, oh, cool, fantastic. I love the fact that you've done your homework. I've been doing this 30 years. You've probably hit Auntie Google up for three weekends in a row and now you're the expert. But hey, I love your tenacity. What I'll do is I'll look at these quotes. Okay, yep, yep. I'll put them all in order. I'll put the cheap one on top and I'll put the $10 out of my pocket on the table. I take the quotes, I put them on top of that and I say, if you're just about getting the cheapest, if you're just about getting the one that's most easiest and convenient, I'll even pay for the car park. There's my $10. And then I shut up. And a lot of people would say, I beg your pardon, well, that's a bit cocky or a bit arrogant. And I go, no, I presume you're good at your job and I'm pretty good at mine. And if you just want the cheapest, well, I'm even happy to pay for the car park. I certainly don't want to waste your time here. But if you want it done properly, that's why people come to us. And then I shut up. And I don't give a stuff if people think I'm arrogant or if they think I'm rude or if I'm cocky or if I'm someone that should do things a little bit different. If I'm going to spend my days, my hours and my staff's expertise making their engagement ring or making their anniversary ring or making their wedding ring, it's going to be second to none. So if you want to compare me with Michael Hill or whoever else is the latest, you know, the, the local one on the corner, that's fine. But it's like trying to say, I've got a Mercedes, but I traded it in to buy a Mazda because they're just the same. Well, they're not. So I, I, I love that $10. I always keep a $10 note because I'm always happy to pay for someone else's car park. If they want to spend their time dictating to me to what I can do and can't do, it's great. I don't need to sit there and listen to it. So I'll pay for the car park so you can go and tell someone else. And although it comes across as cocky or arrogant, what it does is it enabled me to say, I'm good at what I do. I'm confident with who I am. And I respect myself to say, I don't have to cry for money, claw for money, beg for money and try to please everyone. And I think when I teach that as a business coach, I tell people to be humble, which I am mostly. 
but stand up for what you believe in and stand up for the standards that you set and don't let other people chisel away at, at your standards. And if they say someone else can do it cheaper, there's always someone that can do things cheaper. There's always the, the tattooist that can do it cheaper. You know, there's always the different type of cars or the different type of houses or the different type of business coaches. I mean, when you go to a neurosurgeon because you find out you've got a brain tumor, at that point, do you look for the cheapest one or do you look for the best one? I treat everything that we do with that mantra. And I presume our clients of any variety of any business we've got come to us because they want the truth. They want honesty. They want upfront clarity and they want someone to stand behind what they're doing and who will be there tomorrow. So that's a bit of a long winded sentence, but um, yeah, I, I think too many people sell their soul just trying to get a client and I just refuse. Yeah. I love that. Completely agree with, with all of that, Scott. Such an amazing gold there. And, um, you know, what I like to say simply is um, no matter what we do, we get judged, right? So <laughs> you know, whether we, we, we go really well, we, we fail or we do nothing, yeah. we get judged, right? So it's like you may as well do what you want to do your way and have your integrity mm. and, and do your things and get judged anyway um, mm. because it's, it's not going to make a difference. And um, that's other people's problems. That's not our problem in the end. So once you have that, you know, awareness and belief, and you, mm. like you said, you don't care what other people think, then life becomes so much better. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes when I say, I don't care what people think, people can take it the wrong way. I mean, I, I do care what people think, but I know not everyone's going to agree with me or agree with my current process or my current opinion and i say current because i expect to get better as i was driving up the hill i said to my daughter we were talking about something that she was you know frustrated by and i said some people don't grow honey some people just are happy to stay as they are she said yeah but they're supposed to be adults and i said yeah but they don't want to grow i'm excited to, to know who i'm going to be in the next 24 months like i'm excited to know who i'm going to be in the next 12 months, like I'm excited by that. I don't look at the birthday cake and say, who stuck so many candles in top? Like I'm apparently I'm 52 soon. And I'm like, really? That's like someone else's mom or dad. That's not me. I'm like 35 forever. I don't want to get old. So therefore I will never get old. My body may get old, but I'll look after that as much as I possibly can. But I think I don't like everybody. And I know that not everyone likes me. And so I, I just learned the hard way. I've made so many mistakes, but I learned that if I invested my money and time in people who saw a potential in me and who could help take off some of the rough edges and who could help me understand my strengths and my weaknesses and could show me pathways to develop things so I could become better, then I could pass that down, not just to my kids, but to, to my clients and, and the people whose lives they come into contact with as well. So I, I, I used to get really upset by all the negativity around me when I grew up and all the labels that were put on and all the, the constant fear of failure and the, the constant failure. You know? And I just was in the kickboxing ring one day 
you know, I'd just broken my leg six weeks before and I shouldn't have been fighting and my Sifu didn't want me to fight, but I said, I'll be ready, I'll be ready. So come ring time, I'm in the ring and I, oh, I knew this was my last fight. And when the guy could see me favoring my leg, he took it down. He, it was not a pretty sight. It wasn't pleasant. And I was very, very embarrassed. And I'm kissing the canvas again, tasting the blood, tasting the dust. And I remember again, like, I can't say exactly what I said because this, you know, we don't want to be swearing on the, on the call here. But I remember as if it was yesterday, like no person is ever going to hold me down ever again. And with that, you know, I, I got up and it didn't matter who the person was. It didn't matter how hard they trained. It, nothing mattered. At some point, we each have to make that decision that regardless of the pain, regardless of our circumstances, we just get up and we fight and we fight and we, and we keep going until we win. And that's basically what happened. And so I won that one and I never entered the ring again because I, I didn't need to. I didn't need to prove anything to myself anymore. Um, it, I think... We all spend so much time trying to justify who we are and where we are and what we have or haven't achieved. And it's like, it's such a release when you can let go and you can say, some people don't like me. It's okay. I'm not good at everything, but I'm going to fall over as many times as someone else, but I'm going to get up just one more time. And they can take my hair. They can take my teeth. They can take my money. They can take everything from me. But you can't take my tenacity and you can't take away my hopes and dreams for everyone who's watching this or anyone who's got a, just a goal, a vision or a dream to, to become the next level of themselves and to do things that we were each born to do. So that, that's, just, that's just me. I'm just, everyone's awesome. Sometimes people just don't believe it. Yeah, I love that. And we're all at different stages and we're all, you know, growing or some people potentially don't want to do it but that's fine um and you know that's why we don't necessarily compare ourselves to others we know we're on our journey and um, as long as we're always wanting to keep going then we're going to get there it's just a matter of time basically um as, as you know so and i think i think there's a big challenge right where uh when entrepreneurs start a business right so um you know yeah what, what do you think are the biggest mistakes that you see maybe um, in terms of entrepreneurs when they're trying to start a business that holds them back? Wow, great question. Um, expecting to have the answers and expecting to be able to find the answers themselves. Like you don't want a doctor that's just learnt how to do kidney transplant surgery or, or deliver a baby or or you know, a dentist, oh, I'm just trying, I'll, I'll give it a crack. I've got this needle, not sure how much stuff to put in, but we'll stick it in your gum or we'll stick it in your arm. And I've got these pliers. I think they're the ones you either pull your teeth out or you do your kidney. Like, I'm not sure. I'm kind of guessing, but I read a book. I'm like, really? Would you read a book, how to swim, and then jump in the river? Like, I know it sounds crazy. So everyone has this entrepreneurial idea and they say, this is what I'm going to do. And they never investigate who else has gone down that path and succeeded. They quite often ask family and friends and they go, oh, well, you, that won't work. A friend of mine tried that or I bought Amway and that was a scam and all these sorts of things. And because they haven't been successful, it's not like their excitement for starting their business is wrong. And it's not like sharing their enthusiasm and asking questions of people around them is wrong. It's just the number one little pivot they get wrong is they don't ask the right people. Like, it's crazy. 
even in my jewelry business, people used to come to me, oh, I'm going to go to TAFE and I'm going to do a jewelry course. And, you know, I said, well, that's just a waste of time. Oh, well, I'm going to go to university and get my arts degree. Well, that's a waste of time. Why? Because if you came to me and said you've got a TAFE degree, and if you came to me and said you've got a, a design degree from university or college, if you're American, I'm still going to say, well, that's great. But if I put you on the bench and say, here, make me this diamond ring, you're going to suck. You're going to tell me that you can draw it and you can render it and it'll be amazing. And I'll say, yeah, but I don't sell drawings. I sell diamond rings. Can you make it? So I've just saved someone four years. But most people won't listen. So if you're starting out on the entrepreneurial journey, the first thing you need to do is go and find a coach who has done what you want to do. Not someone who says, oh, yeah, you could probably do this and do that. It's worked for someone selling marmalade, but you want to go and be a coach. Well, if you want to sell marmalade, go and learn from someone that sells, sold, uh, sold marmalade. But if you want to become a coach, what do clients want? What strategies do they use? If you want to make an aeroplane or if you want to create a motor car or if you want to create an online program, find out from people who have done it who make money from it. At, or, or at the, and his, this is a big thing for me, and I'm sure some people are not going to be happy, and some people are going to venomous, venomously or venomously disagree. I don't care. This is my opinion. Go and find the entrepreneur, male or female, who is married, who has kids, and has a work life client balance. I've seen some people who are big and fat. And they tell me they're experts. And I go, no, you're not. Where's your work-life balance? Are you married? To me, marriage is everything. To me, my kids, my wife, they're everything. I'd walk away from everything tomorrow, walk down the road and hold my wife's hand and my kid's hand and say, let's go do it again. I see too many people burn the midnight oil at the expense of their relationship. And they burn out their relationship because just because they're excited, they forget to take and explain the journey of growth that they're on with their partner. And uh, so busy working, not just an entrepreneur, but any business, they're often so busy working, their kids don't care and they lose their connection. They just, they don't want to look at dad's forehead or mum's forehead because every time they're trying to talk, they're always on the phone and this is what they get to see. They get the balance wrong. How can you work smarter? How can you work harder? How can you work more effectively? And how can you take your family with you? And how can you find the time to have a healthy body, a healthy mind, a healthy diet and a healthy relationship. When you do those things, then you have balance. But if you just put all your energy into one and then hope your wife or your husband or your partner are gonna be there or hope your kids are gonna be there or hope you're gonna find the person if you're on your own, he's gonna all of a sudden be attracted to you. Who would be attracted to someone who has no work-life health balance? I mean, the fat person that's 35 and struggling with their weight, it's like, dude, you don't look after yourself. How do I know you're going to look after me? So find out from people who are successful, people who are happy to jump on a, like I do a free 15-minute phone call. And a lot of people will do that just so they can see if you're a fit, see if you're going to show up and do the work. So again, it's another long answer. I like to give long answers. <laughs> um, but I just think people, people make the biggest mistakes because they try to do it on their own and they ask their family and friends and they listen to them and they either talk them out of it and say, well, I told you it didn't work. I tried that. Yeah, well, you didn't persist with it. So find people that persisted with it. Find people that are in good, healthy relationships, in good, healthy life balance and learn from them. 
because I know so many people who have a lot of money, they're not happy. They're constantly craving recognition, constantly craving, did you see what I did? Did you see what I got? Did you see what I achieved? Did you see what, how much money I made? Great. But do you go to bed at night on your own? There's nothing better than me saying to my wife, guess what happened? And we probably talk four times a day, you know, if we we're in different locations. And it's like, guess what happened? Like, that's the greatest part of my day and listening to my kids' stories. Guess what happened? It's like, cool. What did we learn from it? And being humble enough to sit around a table and have a coach or, or other people who are in similar situations and saying, what do you think I'm doing wrong? Or what do you think I'm not doing right? Or what do you think I'm doing too much that I should pull back on? Like me, I talk too much. I'm sorry. I just want to give value. So anyone that's watching it might go, man, I wish they had subtitles. <laughs> I could just, you know, sort of, but I, I guess there are, I think I can't help but believe there are so many millions of people out there who want other people to succeed. And we want them to succeed so they have the belief and the hope that everyone can fall in love, that everyone can find someone and that everyone can empower themselves and that they can create families or just communities, even if you don't want kids, whatever the case may be. The fact that you can inspire other people to believe in themselves. And when people have belief in themselves and when people say, I haven't got to be a salesman, I haven't got to be a showman, I can just be me and and own my mistakes and weaknesses and be willing and humble to learn, man, the world's a fantastic place. And the more we reach out as beginning entrepreneurs or beginning business owners and realize those people are out there, the more you get the shortcut. Save 10 years, save your first divorce, save going bankrupt, save losing your house. Talk to people who have been there and you have what you want but not at the expense of life and work balance. Mm. Yeah. Long answer. Sorry. <laughs> You're right, mate. I, I expect it. And um, there's, a, there's amazing value there. And I completely agree with pretty much all of that. Um, like the amazing um, thing with, you know, definitely coaches, um, you know, people mm. that have been there and done that, you know, as you said, it, it is a shortcut. It's going to get us there a lot quicker. And the mm. investment you put into them will likely pay us back at least tenfold, if not a lot more, right, in that area as well. So yeah. that's, that's the way you got to look at it. It's not a cost. It's an investment that's going to grow us, whether it's mindset-wise, whether it's business-wise, um, things like that. And then about the next part, like you said, I think we definitely need to um, empower and bring on the journey of the people around us. I, I myself have a fiancé now. I don't have any kids yet, but I will get them at, at some point. I'm not married just yet, but I do. I, I was very... Um, you know, I have a cool story. I won't say it here right now, but I how I manifested my partner at an event on the spot, right? Um, and I asked her literally during a guided meditation and I got her at that event. And it's, it's an amazing story. And, and what I said in that, what I wanted to manifest, one of the things was I wanted a business-minded person that was going to be on the journey with me and everything like that, right? So yeah. I made sure. Yeah. And, and, and that, you know, having that intention and, and whoever, even whether you're out in your, you know, whether you've just met, you haven't met, or you've been together mm. for a while is empower each other, grow together, you know, everything like yeah. that. It's, that's, that's what it's all about. And, um, you know, whatever stage in your journey you're at and, um, and, and help, help the people close to you, because in the end, you're going to spend a long time with them. Um, and, and sometimes, sometimes they won't grow at the same pace as us because it's like, hi, I know you met me with this idea, but now I've got this whole other idea. And sometimes that took us a while to develop and, and to understand. So 
the biggest fear for people with a partner is their partner's fear of being left behind. And I had that with my wife as well. And she says, you know, now that you're off doing this, this and this, it's like, well, where do I fit in? And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And I was like, it really made me backpedal. And it, it, I didn't realise how much excitement I had. I didn't realise how much growth I'd gone through. But she did. She saw a change. I was always full of energy and always a loaded, um, a loaded cannon. But take the time to, to listen to where our partners are at and, and understand that we're at different levels. And the, if, if you're a guy and it's your wife or your partner, the best thing is to say, you know what? I wouldn't rather be on this journey with anyone else but you. It's the confirmation that they need. And they constantly feel like they're, they're playing catch up. And that's not a nice way to have a relationship. And so I constantly go back to my wife and say, you know, this is what I love about you. This is what you do for me. I think validation is what everyone is craving, especially our partners. Um, so I love it that you manifested one that was, you know, one. <laughs> you manifested and it, and it, and it happened. It, it's so true. So it's exciting. And anyone can change. Like I wasn't business minded. I just knew I wasn't going to fit in anyone else's box. And you can put all the labels on you want, but I'm going to change. And I'm going to change probably 40 more times. Yeah, I love that. And um, you know, and, and everything is learnt, right? Um, whether it's the, the, the limiting things from when we're growing up or whether it's the stuff that, of who we want to be, right? So it's like, let's go out there, search for it through coaches and mentors, other people like that. Let's learn the things that we want to learn to get us to where we want to be that um, really is purposeful. And I think that's the great thing about business, right? Is because mm. you get to choose your destiny with business. And, and don't get yeah. me wrong, not everybody necessarily wants to be an entrepreneur. Not everyone mm. is built that way. Um, and there are entrepreneurs where people are more entrepreneurial minded within a business, right? Yeah. Um, which, uh, which is a cool thing to have. Or some people, you know, just, just want the job as well. But, but people are really important in business, no matter what, whether you're the top or whether you're someone within a business as well. So it's understanding um, where you fit into that and really, um, you know, working with people and creating that, um, you know, culture and, and thing that, that people really love to work with as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Um, so, you know, finally, what, what one key piece of advice would you give, even though you've given so much so far, <laughs> um, would you give to, to all the entrepreneurs listening today? Um, I haven't got one here. Yes, I have. This piece of plastic, which probably costs about $2, will make you a millionaire. This notepad, blank, can have lots of things written on it, will make everything you want in your life, health, wealth, relationships, come true. If you take this pen and have the courage to ask yourself the real questions of what you really want, how you want to be remembered, what impact you want to have and how you want to show up in other people's lives as well as your own. If you have the courage to document it and just simply write down the answers to those questions, right in front of you, you will have the pathway to everything that you want. Then it's just a case of following it and finding the people who align with your ideals and coaches, mentors, books, whatever. It's all possible. It, <laughs> 
what's his name? The Wolf of Wall Street said, sell me this pen. And I'm not even sure what the answer is to that question. I don't really want to watch the movie again. But I just say this pen, this $2 pen, has the power to rewrite your future, to rewrite your old story by changing the perspective. But you get to write what happens next. It's not the government's fault. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It's not your kids. It's not your boss. It's not, it's not anyone else's fault. It's not anyone else's responsibility. We have the power to write the next chapters of our life. And <laughs> it is the most exciting adventure we are still yet to go on. We've only just been warming up. If, if anyone's watching this or even you, Ethan, it's like there are people everywhere who want to leave breadcrumbs of hope and want to inspire people. It starts with this. Everyone says they haven't got time. Everyone says they haven't got money. Yet they'll watch Netflix, they'll drive a car, and they'll spend 30, 40 years working for other people. But imagine if you could write the next strategy of your future. Imagine if you could write the way you wanted your life to unfold. A $2 pen and a $2 notepad will change your life. Some people will have the courage to replay this and answer those five questions I just asked, but 99.9% .9 of people won't. That's why 95% of people struggle and 5% are excited <laughs> about what they can create next. So never underestimate the power of the pen. Write your future, follow it, get excited and make it happen. Love it, mate. So awesome. Um, I'm not even going to put any comments on that. That was just uh, awesome, mate. So, um, you know, we connected, you know, through our networks where you always go over and above to help people where you can and uh, always show up no matter what time of the day it is, um, you, you know, especially with the time zones and everything with the world around this time. And, you know, you live and breathe a no excuse life and, and aim to empower others um, to do the same. So, you know, I'm very grateful that we connected, Scott, and I look forward um, to working with you in the future as well. Awesome, mate. You're, you're a legend because you don't know the impact you're having in other people's lives. You're bringing people together to share their wisdom. You're not selling me anything. I'm not selling you anything. So why the hell are we doing this? Oh, I don't know. Because if we share the things that we've learned and if with your um, great show by, by sharing with people, other people's experiences, what we're doing is we're making this available that we now have almost everybody in the world and their experiences in our phones. As long as we can find a, a Wi-Fi connection somewhere, we can actually find the answers. We can write the next chapters. We can learn from other successful people. And you're making that happen. So I love the fact that you asked me. I'm flattered and honoured to be on your show because I know the calibre of people. I mean, holy mother of God, here I am. I'm watching Bruce Buffer. Next minute, there you are interviewing Bruce Buffer. Hello, it's time. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's like you, you don't know what's going to happen. And when people like you show up and, and share your knowledge, share your experiences with others, it changes lives. It, gets, it gives not just us hope, but it gives kids, the next generation, hope that we can do anything. And that to me is the greatest gift. 
here's Athan, here's Scott, here's Bruce Buffer, here's Paulie, here's all these incredible people. And by the way, we just want to help. You can access it on the phone. You can write the pathway. There's really no reason to fail. We've all got excuses. I had lots of excuses. Who do we listen to? The excuses or the possibilities. So, mate, it's a pleasure. It's a privilege. And I'm humbled that you care about my short little parts here and that other people may have managed to find time away from cleaning their toilet or washing dishes to, to listen to what I had to say. But for that teacher that said to me, you'll never amount to anything. You're an imbecile, blah, blah. Well, guess what? I made millions of dollars in business. I'm fit. I'm healthy. I got an amazing wife. And I'm lucky to be surrounded by great people like you who, who know what it takes and has a heart as big as a pyramid that wants to just give to others. So, mate, well done. Uh, well done. Thanks a lot, mate. That was, that was amazing. I'm very, um, yeah, honoured uh, for those words. And, and you're an amazing guy as well. So, um, you yeah. know... I don't know how much more I can say, but thank you very much for your time today, Scott. Um, I'm sure many people have greatly benefited from your wisdom. So how, how can people find you and get in contact with you? Uh, scary, I know. Little thing called telephone. You can go to different websites. You can go to scottanthony.com. You can book a call with me. We can jump on a completely free call and come up with some ideas for you or answer some questions for you or work explore. But if you're struggling with some issues as well, you can justify all the reasons why you can't do something. Great. Go to noexcuselife.com and just go through the process. I mean, there's an answer for everything. There are good people everywhere. Have the courage to believe in yourself and nobody else does. And worst case, it might just come true. <laughs> Love it, mate. So awesome. So, Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to the show where we talk about everything on business growth. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram as Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way he knows if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. Have a great day.